Well, we are uh, still isolated from the podcast barn. Yes. I'm sorry to say it is a wreck. For those of you who don't know, the podcast barn is where my wife and I and our youngest son now reside. <laughs> that we're homeless. <laughs> we are homeless. Uh, you we, actually have a motorcycle in your house now. I do have a motorcycle yeah. in my house. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, I do. It's just sitting over the corner and all the other junk. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty. I mean, I say it by faith. I haven't been there since you moved in. No, so. and you don't want to go there. If you have no. your tetanus shot. <laughs> what it was is we, you know, we unloaded a thirty three thousand square foot home into mm-hmm. you know a small space in a barn, right? And boxes are stacked high, right? So the right, podcast right. barn is right now not available. No, no, I'm 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 happy here. Yeah, because, I mean, I like it. It's saving yeah. you some gas. It is, and we have good coffee. You Maxwell know, House. You, you're saying yeah. my coffee wasn't good. Well, you got down to some. <laughs> I did sketchy I did. coffee. I don't well, know what that I'm sketchy retired, stuff was. Man. Yeah, you retired. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, that's we're in your office again yes. in the in the pastor study White Oak Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Let's say last week uh, when you and I recorded, we're heading off to North Georgia. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that was a week ago? Wow, going down to North Georgia to pastors conference. Yeah, where you had spoken a couple months ago. Right, and they invited me over to. Be good guys. Mm-hmm. That Just, was fun. You did a great job too. Well, thank man. You. That, that was fantastic. But, but I enjoyed meeting those yeah. folks over there. I love to expand my horizons. Right now that I am not in the pulpit every Sunday, so we had a good time there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no such thing today. Nope, no. I am. Uh, you have a busy day. I, I heard do you have a busy day and actually assistant. a busy week now. And so yeah, but uh, but excited to be here right I'm now. I'm busy too. I have a golf match this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for you, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, we thought since uh, I am a recovering Southern Baptist pastor, <laughs> and, and you're still addicted, yes, yes, uh, that we we'd have to bring this up just for a moment. All mm-hmm. that uh, that Monday, I think, is when everything hit the press. Right, right, right. It yeah. was, it was actually uh, Sunday, but most you know people when most people out, learned yeah, about yeah, it yeah. was. I guess if you were involved, right, you knew about it on yeah. Sunday, which thank the dear Lord, mm-hmm. you and I neither are involved. No. Our name is not on the list. Mm-mm. No. So I'm happy for that. Right. And can I just say what I shared with you before that we started the uh, podcast? That was one of my greatest fears for 30 years mm-hmm. was not necessarily in the beginning. We were so small that nobody cared that we even existed. But, you know, mm-hmm. when you start having a little influence in your community, right? Uh, people start looking at you and you become kind of an object. Uh, people watch and want you to fall as well. Mm-hmm. I just... You know, I I had particular practices in place that you also yes. have in place. Right. Uh, but, man, I, I took some extra measures mm-hmm. over those years. And thank God, mm-hmm. never went down that road. Of course, now uh, Pastor Johnny's thing was 12 years ago. 12 years ago, right. So mm-hmm. I guess, you know, people can dig back in your past as mm-hmm. far as they want to dig. Right, and, right. And find things. What we're speaking, of course, is the report that came out that was voted on at last year's Southern Baptist Convention mm-hmm. annual meeting. Right. And <clears throat> they said, let's investigate any misconduct or any cover-ups in the Southern Baptist Convention. And actually, I guess the executive board paid for this yes. company to do this yes. report. Yes, uh-huh. And it was made public on Sunday, last Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, and it was uh, pretty scary. Pretty scary. Over seven hundred names um, that were on a database, you know, that uh, <clears throat> of uh, ministers that had covered things up or done things. Yeah. 
uh, some high profile names. Very high profile. And um, and so it has truly become a black eye uh, on the Southern Baptist Convention. I've answered a myriad of questions. Yeah. And a text uh, some from friends and just folks that uh, was you know just concerned about it. Yeah. And um, and so it is. It's really it's a sad sad situation. It's a very sad situation, and I think that you and I both know that not every minister that we've ever met are above board. Right. Exactly. They're, they're guys like an, or ladies mm-hmm. in every. Uh, position in society mm-hmm. that are not who they're cracked up to be. Right, exactly. And unfortunately, there are some bad eggs mm-hmm. in the ministry. Mm-hmm. Too many, yeah. honestly, right. just right. too many. And um, they get found out eventually. They do, you know. And and then some of the other high profile that uh, for years have been mentors to, to pastors mm-hmm. and staff, um, you know, but for the grace of God. Yeah. Um, I mean, but for the grace of God, you know, um, Oswald Chambers said an unguarded strength is a double weakness. Yeah. And so that is why, as you mentioned a moment ago, you have you put things in, um, you know, in your life to protect guardrails. And, and I have guardrails in my life yeah. as well. And uh, but but for the grace of God, brother. And not all of these. I, I, I guess I, I should go back and say I shouldn't paint with a broad brush is uh, uh, some of these guys are not necessarily bad eggs. Right. Right. Uh, and, and some of the things that perhaps, um, went on in their life, mm-hmm. uh, are not quite as egregious mm-hmm. as others. Right. I mean, I read some of the reports that just made my stomach turn. Oh yes. And then others I went, well, you know, you, you, you made a bad decision mm-hmm. given your position. Mm-hmm. Um, and, have paid for it. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And and many of them, um, you know, we're thinking of one in particular has asked for forgiveness. Right, right. Here, I guess the problem I have on the other hand, Brother T, is that a lot of folks, again, the bad eggs, I think, in ministry, uh, teach their church to forgive, mm-hmm. teach about uh, both reformation mm-hmm. and redemption, right? but are unwilling to offer those to their peers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. One man said one time, you know, back in the olden days we got flogged and now we get blogged. Yes. You know, yeah. and... Uh, I mean, some of these bloggers are vicious. cruel. They're vicious. Vicious. Mm-hmm. I remember our executive uh, director of Tennessee Baptist Convention years ago preached a great message about as the church was to pray for one another. Mm -hmm. But um, he made this statement. He said, rather today, preachers are praying that their fellow preachers step in it. Mm. Why? Because now here's an influx of the flock. Right, right. You know, leaving that other and coming Mm -hmm. to yours. And if that's the only way you can build a church, God help you. Because very sad. Um, I never, mm-hmm. never, over the course of years, we did get some folks into our church that mm-hmm. were fleeing another flock. But I'm going to tell you, I never invited them in. I had a strict policy with my mm-hmm. staff is if you're talking to someone and they are a member of another church, mm-hmm. you do not invite them right. to our church. Yes, definitely, definitely. Because I don't want anybody to do that to me. Yeah. Well, you know, when all of this started to break, I, I did pull our staff together, and, and I reminded them to never say, I will never do this, yep. blank, blank, blank. You know, uh, that's just a dangerous thing to say. Very and, uh, and you just have to wake up every day wired to glory in the Word of God and yielding yourself to the Holy Spirit and, um, 
and and again, but for the grace of God, there go we. So is it this week or next in Anaheim? You know, I think it's next, isn't it? Uh, Because I'm going to be leaving for my trip to Panama City. Uh, I always leave the uh, Father's Day, you know, the evening of Father's Day. And it's always about that time that the Southern Baptist Convention is. Okay. So that will be something, you know, if you care to, if you have any concern at all for this group of people we call Mm -hmm. Southern Baptist. And, you know, again, I was a a Southern Baptist pastor, Mm -hmm. and and you are today. Right. Um, If you care about that Mm -hmm. at all, great group of people over the years have probably seen more people come to Christ than any other Protestant denomination Mm -hmm. has worldwide influence Mm -hmm. of the gospel one of the first on the scene of tragic events Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of things that people don't want to look at now because of this horrible thing that's going on um you need to pray yeah yes and we need to we need to pray for our convention pray for uh, i guess it's going to be pretty heated Mm -hmm. i think it's very interesting that it's in california Yes. This time. Yeah, it's very, not uh, in the deep south right. where most of them are. Right, yeah. Uh, so um, I just really think that uh, if, if you care about what the SBC has done in the mm-hmm. past and want to see it continue going in the future, and I'm talking about the positive things, mm-hmm. that we don't throw the baby out with mm-hmm. the bathwater. As you know, I had the opportunity to serve on the executive board for Tennessee Baptist. Right. and. I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes, and there's a lot of great things mm-hmm. behind the scenes that 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 do happen, and um, and with the SBC as well. And so I agree. We just need to bathe that convention in prayer, my brother. We sure do. Yep. And uh, other other denominations have gone through this, yes. and now we're going through it. Right. And uh, and much of it is warranted. Mm-hmm. Some of it is not. Exactly. So, exactly. Anyway, but guys. today, 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 we're going to talk about. The lottery. The lottery. The lottery. My goodness. Do you what remember a, when the lottery has oh. been voted on in, in Tennessee? Yes, I, yeah, it was a long time ago, but yeah, I do gosh, remember. gosh, was that yeah. 20 years ago, Must maybe? have been, my brother. Must have been. Vote <laughs> no. I remember the stickers. Vote no. Yes, yes, indeed. And so I'm uh, I'm sure you handed them out of your church, and um, I think probably. You, you did a good thing. Yeah, uh, probably. Uh, I, I had a problem. I did not. Yeah. I did not offer them. Yeah. To my members, not I, I wanted them to make their own decision, right? As to how they treated the lottery in Tennessee, exactly, exactly. Well, leads to the first question yeah. that I'm going to lob your way. Uh, what does the Bible? Because that's what's most important to me. What does the Bible say about gambling? Very little. Yeah, yeah. Say that a little louder. Very, very little. Very little. It really, you know, <laughs> it does. Uh, it doesn't really mention it much directly. No. Um, but, you know, but, but what is gambling? It's leaving things to chance. Yes. You know, yeah. and uh, where we should leave things to faith and trust. You That's know? right. I think yeah, that, so. you know, when we talk about gambling, while it is not necessarily so, you can gamble other things. Right. We're usually talking about currency, money. Yes. Yeah. Now, the Bible does say quite a bit about the wise use of money. Exactly. And so the question would have to be, how wise mm-hmm. is the use of money? Right. When it comes to gambling. Now, I did hear the story on the way in this morning to do the podcast. I listen I listen to podcasts just almost religiously. Mm-hmm. I know you listen to several as well. Mm-hmm. And there's one that I enjoy. It's called Stacking Benjamins. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a it's a financial podcast, obviously. Right. And they had this story of a guy in Australia who in nineteen ninety eight um, had a went into a coma. Hmm. And and they all thought this man's not gonna make it. And he was in the coma for several days. When he awoke on the way home, 
I mean, obviously it didn't happen, boom, 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 like right, that. But right, yeah. in the course of getting out of the hospital, he stopped and bought a lottery ticket and won a new car immediately. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible, right? Mm-hmm. So they learn about this. Years later, this old fella is living in, uh, I forgot what they call it. They call it RV Park. It's like a trailer park type thing. And so the, the local news does an uh, interview with him, how his life is going, and asked him to relive the event. Mm-hmm. So they follow him to a local mart. Right. He buys a lottery ticket, scratches his own camera, wins $250,000. <laughs> now, how many times do you think wow. that's going to be retold right, yeah. by the people who sell lottery oh, tickets? Definitely, definitely. Right? So those are things that we hear. Right. Oh, this guy won three mil. Yeah. This guy won 10 mil. This lady won this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't see the tens of thousands oh, who walk away right. winning nothing. Yeah, yeah. Just giving their money to right. this ticket. So I, is it a wise use of money? I think you'd probably be better off investing your money somewhere else. Well, you know, most, a lot of people do gamble to even provide for needs, sadly. I yeah. mean, you know, they uh, they want to, you know, gamble a little, hoping to get a lot to provide for needs, where yeah. the Bible says that God will provide for our needs. Yeah, you the know? great sermon on the mount, right? Yeah, he said, yeah. "Look at the sparrow, exactly. look at the lily of the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one doesn't toil, right. one doesn't you know, go out to Saks Fifth Avenue and buy yeah. the clothing. Yep, yep, yep. But look how God has provided for them. Don't right. you think you are greater? Yes, than that yeah. sparrow. Yeah. That and again, this made the top ten when you think about it, because the tenth commandment, don't covet. Yeah. You know, and man, I'm telling you what, when you think of the lottery, uh-huh. when you think of gambling. Most would have to admit that it's it's sort of coveting what you don't have. Yeah, I know? mean the the purpose for gambling is to get a windfall, right? Exactly. Right to have, yeah, play, yeah. and so what do you want to do with that windfall? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Many people say, "Well, I, I want to win the lottery so I can put money back for my family." Right. Yeah. It's yeah. usually let's go get that new caddy, yeah. or let's you know <laughs> let's get that bling bling, whatever yeah. it is. Let's right. go get yeah. that yeah. because you've been coveting that. Right. You've not worked. And, and maybe maybe you've worked really hard, but yep. you're in a job that doesn't pay where you can mm-hmm. ever afford that. Mm-hmm. You want to keep up with the Joneses. Right. I, I would say 99% at least of people, it's because you're coveting yeah, that you're yeah, yeah. buying lottery tickets. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always try to keep up with the Joneses, and then they refinance, and then we're in trouble. we got to, <laughs> again, try to keep up with them. You know? <laughs> I, I, yeah. There's so yeah. many people that right. I, I don't even want to. Right. I, there used to be a guy, my dad did a gospel radio program where they play gospel music on the radio, local AM station. Mm-hmm. And he was with a guy named Homer. Homer, I loved Homer. He was so funny. And Homer would often say, I can't even, I can't even afford to want that. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, kind of where I was yeah. growing up. Yeah. I couldn't even afford right. to want that. I mean, it yeah. wasn't even in my right. field of vision. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. I just, something new from J.C. Penney. It's yeah. fine for me. It doesn't have to be off... <laughs> In Beverly Hills or on Saks Fifth Avenue, whatever. I just, right. I'd just like to have something new, yeah. a town craft from JCPenney. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, you know, one of these days we could do a, an entire podcast on those who had won big money from the lottery. Yeah. And then they, every cousin came out of the woodwork. Those stories are so oh, interesting. Oh, so sad. A very yeah. large percentage of those yeah. people end up more broke. Yes. And unhappy. Divorced. After. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a country uh, hey, it's song. It's a beautiful country song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's got to have a truck, a dog, beer, and lost love. 
<laughs> you know, First Timothy six ten talks about the love of money as the root of yeah. all evil. It says, you know, and so again, very misquoted of, verse a lot definitely. of times. Though, right? Oh they, yeah, they, they leave the love of out. right. Yeah, they just, money is not the root. Of no, all evil. money's neutral. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the love of money, that's where you get into trouble. Yeah. You know? So what about these people who say, particularly in our state, Tennessee, there are people I know that listen to podcasts mm-hmm. from other states, but in our state, the uh, lottery money, mm-hmm. the money that purchases lottery tickets goes toward Tennessee public education. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you know, that you can send right. your kid to a public school mm-hmm. all the way through mm-hmm. with lottery money if you qualify. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's a great thing to do. So yeah. that justifies me buying this ticket. Well, you know, I actually looked that up, and I think it has raised $6 billion, that's with a B, $6 billion. That's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, when you look at it at that point, um, Tom Dewey, a former New York governor, this is what he said, Dr. D. He said, lotteries bring poverty, crime, corruption, um, and ultimately a lower standard of living. That's that's what he said. That is amazing, and um, and it is amazing. You well, know. if you go Mississippi, uh, down Louisiana, right. that's where the casinos. Yeah, you know they always have sit on the water. Right, so they're always on a river or on yeah. the, some. And I think that's just crazy because they just build a building on mm-hmm. the water and connect mm-hmm. it to the land. But um, what I have talked to people, and this is not scientific, mm-hmm. nor you know, can I state the statistics accurately. But uh, there's a rise in crime. Mm-hmm. There's a rise in prostitution. Mm-hmm. There's a rise in drugs and right. homelessness. Exactly. Exactly. When you put a casino somewhere. Yeah. So is it worth it? I don't think so. No, you know? I think really if you care a lot about Tennessee students, yeah. and we could have had some sort of campaign mm-hmm. where let's say, hey, let's all donate 10 bucks a year. Right. Because yeah. I'm telling you, they never got 10 bucks from me with a lottery ticket. Exactly. So right. I, I, if you really care, mm-hmm. everyone who's in favor of helping our Tennessee students, let's just give from our heart. A cheerful giver, as Scripture says. Yes, yes, I read that yes. this morning in 2 Corinthians. Oh, did cheerful you? You had giver. your quiet time this morning? I had my quiet time, wow. and I'm reading through 1 2 Corinthians, because I read through the Gospels like two years straight, right, yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me go to 1 2 Corinthians. So mm. I'm through with 1st, I'm in 2nd. Get to, I think it's chapter 8, okay. where it talks about a cheerful giver. Yeah. Uh, and it's all in the context of helping other people, mm-hmm. like this. Yes. You yes. know, hey, those Macedonians over there, right. you know, they're really excited about you, Corinthians, mm-hmm. saying you're going to be giving this money. Because mm-hmm. you know what? God loves that cheerful giver. Yeah. Don't disappoint me when I show up. There you, you go. You said you're going to give it. Yeah. Now let's make sure you give it. It's almost like, come on, guys, I'm warning you ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I think he even says, don't embarrass me. Yeah. Woo! Boy. You said you're going yeah, to give. Exactly. Now let's go ahead and give. Exactly. But it was not for, uh, I mean, it wasn't even a tithe. Mm-hmm. What it was was an offering mm-hmm. to help a group of people who yeah. were in need, fellow Christians. So if you feel that way, he didn't say, hey, we got this raffle at church on mm-hmm. Saturday night. Right. You guys come, yeah. you're going to have a chance to win a new camel. Yeah. And if you do, <laughs> then we're going to give the excess money. It, yeah. it wasn't this. It, hey, man, if you really yeah. care, give. That's good. That's good. I think you've already answered this. Yeah. But have you personally, Dr. Ken Dugan, have you ever bought a lottery ticket? Let me just say, okay, I do not believe buying a lottery ticket is sinful. Okay. I think it's foolish. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I try my best to stay away from those two activities, yeah. sinful activities and foolish activities. Right, yeah. And while I don't put it in the sinful category, I do put it in the foolish category. And I promise you, I've never purchased a lottery ticket in my life. Mm-hmm. If I were going today and buy one, 
I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be convicted mm-hmm. of it. I just have never seen the, the logistics. Now, here's one thing. Um, I've had a little money in my life. Never had a lot of money, but I had enough to go in and say, "Hey, give me that roll of lottery tickets over there." You know, right. one dollar might cost you a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. And I thought, surely, if a person were to do that, mm-hmm. they would. And so I've watched a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. No, you don't come out ahead. You don't come out ahead. <laughs> you might get six hundred of your thousand back, right? Yeah, but you've still lost four hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. There is a one again, a one in a ten thousand mm-hmm. chance that you're going to get a big. Yeah. number in there but you're going to have to do that so many times where mm-hmm. th- it's it's like Las Vegas Las Vegas always wins well, there's, that's the reason I mean they're they're big buildings they're big buildings yeah. with ne- those neon signs yeah. oh my gosh yes, yes, both of you yes. and I have been to Las Vegas right you I, I've never been there been, okay. no, they have lots there. of big neon yeah. signs mm-hmm. everything's lit 24 hours mm-hmm. a day um, it's expensive, yeah, brother. Yeah, I, I, I've never been there, but if I ever go, I'll take my travel expense in nickels. No, no, I, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> I think they quit the nickels. Oh, okay. No, more. <laughs> I, think no, you can uh, more. I have never bought one either. Now yeah. we talked pre-recording uh, that we both have stood behind folks that have bought lottery tickets, yeah. and it's sad. Because I said they buy a gallon of milk and then forty dollars worth of yeah. lottery tickets, but you, I think you're one more accurate. I think they pick up, buy a six pack of beer yeah. and forty yeah. lottery tickets right. while driving in, oftentimes in a car that barely makes it out of the parking lot right. or on the back of a bicycle. Yes, I'm just yeah. thinking, is that the person I want to take my um, financial advice from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the economics teacher while I was in college at UTC. Uh, drove a beat-up Volkswagen. I'm going, do I really want to learn economics from him? But maybe I could. Maybe maybe he's had that and he's just yeah. fixed it and he saved all that money over the years because right. he's driving. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. have to investigate more. But I right. don't think the guy you know who's getting a six-pack of beer and forty lighter tickets is a guy that I need to follow. Is my example. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, and I, I have never bought one uh, either. Uh, here, here's change gears a little bit, but even though it's the same topic, yeah. did God speak to the priests uh, in the Old Testament through games of chance? Wow. You know, I changed that a little bit. I didn't say gambling, yeah, but games yeah. of chance. Yeah. There were some things that went on that I don't totally understand. Right. There were, in the Old Testament, there was the casting of lots. Right. It occurs, as you mentioned, maybe once in the New Testament that we mm-hmm. know. Besides those gambling at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. They're gambling for the garments of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are several times in the Old Testament where it seems that the priests are going, I don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe God will speak if I throw these dice on the floor mm-hmm. or if we draw straws mm-hmm. or, you know, what, whatever the game of chance would have right. been. Uh, now, the question is, did God speak through right. those things or was that their faithless way of mm-hmm. making decisions? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Numbers 26, Numbers 33, Numbers 34, and there are others where... Um, they they did cast lots yeah. to try to determine the will of God, but again, did God condone that? You know, um, and, and then you mentioned uh, the. This is fun to say. It is. Yeah, you have to yeah. say it slowly. The Urim and Thummim. Thummim. You always add the extra M. The Urim and Thummim. Yeah. This is supposedly. Uh, something, and we don't even know what these things appeared to be. Right. But they were carried behind the golden breastplate of the high priest 
the breastplate had 12 stones yeah. representing 12 tribes of Israel. Mm-hmm. And behind that, they had their Urim and Thummim. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be a way of determining the direction that God would be leading. Yes. Um, we did not, I didn't do enough study in this because actually you and I talking before the podcast, I can't remember in the creating of the Levitical garments mm-hmm. as was prescribed by God through Moses. Mm-hmm. Did it? I know it included the breastplate and all right. the other things, yeah. the turban and the sash mm-hmm. and, the, and you know the seamless garment, all those different things. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember if God actually said Urim and Thummim. Yeah, I could not recall either, and we didn't have time to to look it up. I, I do know that one means light, and the other one means perfection, mm-hmm. and um, and it it just it does seem to be a way of communication, but. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, the more you study that, the less that I understand it. Yeah, I do too. And I'm not not thinking uh, that it was necessarily a 100% way of making a good decision about following. It did seem like it was a way of communication. um, But, uh, but yeah, it is a—I think it would be a great— Study. It would be. Yeah, a great study. And when you teach that here, I'm yeah. coming. Yes. The well, Urim and Thummim. I, I just want to do it to hear you say it. <laughs> <laughs> the Thummim. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> you did pretty good for East Lake guy. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, all right, here's, here's the next question. How much freedom do we have over our excess Money and then some may be listening. Go, what are you talking about? Excess money? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. Growing up, I didn't have a lot of that, my brother. Uh-uh. I got a dollar a week allowance. Oh, did you really? A dollar wow. a week, and I thought it was so much money. Yeah. Because yeah. at the time, comic books were twelve cents. You just think about that. Oh man. my goodness. I could buy like eight comic books. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Candy bars, candy were bars, what, fifteen or twenty-five, uh, something. Like you know, that. the bubble gum was two cents a piece. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, we won't go down yeah, the street. Yeah. But I mean, a buck. Yeah. Do you uh, remember the marathon bars? Yeah. Oh, don't. Didn't you Absolutely. Love that? Yes. yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. There weren't many candy bars that I wasn't kind of took a liking to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat about anyone in the candy case. The, I like the zero bar actually. Zero bar. You know, yeah. a lot of people give that a yeah. hard time. Right. I love the zero the bar. Zero bar is good. I am one yeah. who love a candy bar that very few people like. Really? A zagnut. A zagnut. Yeah. I don't know if I've had a zagnut. Zagnut is. Coconut coated okay. with a kind of toffee center. Yeah. It's toasted coconut with toffee center. Right. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just, but. Did you it, ever collect Coke bottles and turn them in for. Oh, good night. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was before the allowance. Right. Yeah. yeah. The allowance didn't come until my parents were divorced. Okay. So no allowance till nine years right. old. And dad would drive up, hand me a buck. You know? Wow. So that yeah. had a buck. But before that, mm-hmm. it was, man, every man for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So me and my buddy Mitch, we would walk uh-huh. the sides of the roads and collect. And walk up to Pruitt's Food Town, right? And come on, drop come them on. in. What did we yeah. get? Three cents a piece. I or can't something remember. Like that? I, we got enough. Me and my buddy Skinny Kenny, we got enough to ride our bikes down to Roy's Diner mm-hmm. there on Rossville Boulevard yeah. and buy a couple of burgers and a shake. I remember. I mean, yeah. that was your spending money. Yeah, yeah. you worked for it, right? Until we started lawn, mowing lawns. We exactly. started mowing lawns like yeah. a buck a lawn. Yeah, that was our uh, what's it called. Um, on the internet now, go fund you or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Our GoFundMe. Yeah, we we just walked to a door. Knock, <laughs> yeah, knock, yeah. knock. Please, please, let's mow your lawn. So we did that. Yeah. And so, how much freedom do we have over excess money? If you have excess, well, money? if you're a person like me who believe in free will, yeah, yeah, yep. I think you have a lot of yes. discretion over mm-hmm. how you spend your money. Now, the question is, uh, do you make a good decision with mm-hmm. the free will that you have? Mm-hmm. And 
Uh, oftentimes in my life, I've made poor decisions. Right. I'm, yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I made poor decisions on, on the spending what excess money that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you have a lot, but um, my life verse is Matthew six thirty three. Oh, okay. So I think that if you seek God first, put mm-hmm. God as a priority, mm-hmm. then there is usually some excess that you have some uh, free will to use as right. you please. Yeah. Uh, because we should be listening to God's voice in our life, right, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we ought to give to God, right. Um, and uh, I know that we do that. We we need to provide for our family, uh, save. I mean, you know, again, and all of this is just as God speaks to our hearts, yeah. and then enjoy. Um, as we talked again pre-recording, you know, recreation mm-hmm. and and vacation and and all of these things, just mm-hmm. enjoy life, and um, and so yeah, give to God, provide for your family, save some, yep. and and then just uh, have a great time. I always, you know, I went by the philosophy of you know, once we gave to the church. We pay our bills. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a, a good witness to pay your bills, right, pay right. them on time, mm-hmm. and um, then save, mm-hmm. but also have an emergency fund. I right. think you should have yeah. set up an emergency yeah. fund. On many occasions, I had to go to that emergency fund and go, okay, mm-hmm. new tires, mm-hmm. didn't see that. Uh, you know, we had some break and didn't yeah. have to go put a, a new range top on time. Right. If right. you didn't have uh you didn't have the emergency fund, a lot of things go yep. on time and you know, a thirty dollar bill, a fifty dollar bill, a seventy dollar bill monthly mm-hmm. starts adding up after time. It does. It does. After what yeah. you remember what Donald Trump said, million dollars here, million dollars there, after a while you're talking about real money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> I used to listen to Larry Burkett. Oh yeah, uh, man! When I pastored Ooh. up in the Middle Tennessee area, listen to him every day because that was the time when I went to pick up Timothy yeah. at school and Scooter. And so I listened to him and listened to Dave Ramsey a lot. Dave Ramsey repeats himself quite a bit. He does. And, God bless uh, him. He's yeah. got a formula, yes. and man, it's a it's a it's a formula. It you don't is. break it. You do not. You do not. And uh, but I used to listen quite a bit to, to them, yeah. and uh, but I do I, I think there we have a lot of freedom. I think that uh, all these guys who are teaching, most of them are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't go along with everything any of them say. Right. But <clears throat> I had an associate pastor one time who said, you know, when you eat chicken, what do you do? You eat the meat and throw out the bones. Yeah. yeah. You don't throw out the whole chicken. That's true. So I, I've done that. Yeah. I, I, you know. You know, I don't agree totally with that. That mm-hmm. doesn't fit my lifestyle, or mm-hmm. I don't feel convicted of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. But I used to, I used to think, you know, if we lived according to Larry Burkett, mm-hmm. Detroit would shut down. Oh yeah, yeah. You could because you're supposed to drive your car until it broke, yeah. and you fix it, and right. you fix it again, you yeah. fix it again. You never buy a new car. Mm-hmm. You know what? There are people whose livelihoods were working on those assembly lines, building mm-hmm. new cars. Right. Uh, I wonder how they feel about his. Yeah, advice. Yeah, it's true. That is very, very, very I, true. I, one example, Brother T, um, I bought my wife a more expensive car than I'd ever bought before. I just happened to play playing in the church golf tournament, and one of the sponsors was Infinity of Chattanooga. Mm. And on one of the holes, they had an Infinity parked there. And I looked at it, and I said, you know, that's a few thousand more than a, mm-hmm. a Chevrolet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I read about the design. It was built as a cage. Mm. It was one of the early cars that had all the safety devices. Right. So I ended up buying her one of those cars. Not the expensive one, but one of the entry-level Infinities. Mm-hmm. 
that was the car I had my accident in. Oh, wow. And I look back now, if it, if I'd bought the other less expensive car than that one... You might not have been here, I right? probably would not be yeah, here because right. it was exactly in the door hitting that frame that was reinforced mm-hmm. was where I got hit. Mm. And uh, it bothered me a lot of times when a person, the Lord had blessed to the point where they could buy a safe car mm-hmm. and Larry Burkett was like, no, you go buy yeah. this thing that is going to break. That, right. That, you're putting your family in jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, it's not warranted if you right. can afford to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next question. Should yeah. a person give money, one, through gambling to their church? I probably was asked this a couple times a year over right. the months. So I'd say 50 to 100 times I would ask mm-hmm. this question. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that any of my members ever won. Right. It wasn't for the lack of playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took a group on a cruise one time and did a series of Bible studies called Storms at Sea. Uh-huh. And and we secured the piano bar during the day because okay. it wasn't being used as yeah. our Bible study. And we actually had people come in from the, you know, come into our Bible study and that sort of thing. Huh. It's really great. In the evening, I knew where to find them. <laughs> <laughs> they were in, um, they were in the. Casino. Or are they in the casino? Yeah. Like, okay, okay. If they were over 50, they right. were in the casino. <laughs> if they were the young people, yeah. they were in the buffet line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people, honestly, not, maybe not a lot, but some that that do it rec- recreationally. Easy for you yes, to say. Uh, it's almost like the... Th- th- boom, 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 boom. <laughs> recreationally? Yeah, that way. And, uh, I mean, they honestly can stay at... 80 bucks, they're going to do it at $80. That's yeah. all they're going to do. Uh, this, I never bought yeah. a lottery ticket, but I have played a slot machine. I did so in seminary. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I, I was in New Orleans, <laughs> and a bunch of us went down to Harris Casino. Okay. And uh, yeah. Casino, Casino? Casino, yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I took like 20 bucks. Right. I lost it in 15 minutes. Uh-huh. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, there was no temptation whatsoever right. yeah. to go to the ATM and mm-hmm. get more money out. I mm-hmm. thought it was supposed to be recreation. Mm-hmm. I did it. It was not recreation. Right. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Now my brother, who's a great guy, loves casinos. Hmm. We went we went pheasant hunting last year. We drove all the way to Kansas. We stayed going and coming back at casinos. Okay. And in the evening before yeah. we went to bed, that's yeah. where he was, man. Okay. And um again, I took like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. It took me 10 minutes, mm-hmm. then I had to go look for my brother. Right, right. I went, yep. Where is he? Yeah. You know, I won 600. Well, how yep. much did you spend? Well, I spent 500 yeah. to win the 600. <laughs> but but he loves it. So yeah. I'm just fine. I don't care. Right. You yeah. know, you, yeah. got the, you got the money to do that. Yeah. It's not a temptation for me. Exactly. I, I usually answer it like this. Listen, I'm not concerned about the 1 million you might win. <laughs> yeah. I'm more concerned about the 100 bucks you got in your checking account yeah. now. So would you... Know. you re- did you ever receive money? I mean, won? again, I don't know of one person that ever won anything, Me either. Me either. you know, in the churches that I've pastored. Um, and so but money is it. neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Money is neutral. And, um, you know, I probably from the pulpit said, you know, uh, the devil's had it long enough, you know. Yeah. And, but money is neutral. Good old preacher line. Yeah. Yeah. Old preacher line. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know even, yeah. just think. The money's given to your church. You don't know how it's all been no, earned. No, you really do. You know, not. stolen merchandise has yeah. been. I, probably people who sell still sell merchandise is probably not given to your church. Right, but it could yeah. happen. Good, you it wouldn't could. know it. I wouldn't know it. Yeah, because we don't dig in their Cheerios. We no. don't ask them how they made their 
their their money. I mean, they may have cheated on taxes. And, there, there are and, some pastors yeah. who do dig in Cheerios, but I wasn't one of them. Yeah, I'm not a Cheerios digger. No, but no. Uh, last question. Yeah. Do you think the lottery has increased money given to charitable causes or uh, diminished it? Mm. <laughs> I think I can speak accurately that the statistics say there are more people who buy lottery tickets than give to charities. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a pretty large percentage of Tennesseans, at least, buy lottery tickets. Right. I would really be surprised if that same percentage also gave to charitable causes on a regular right. occasion. Isn't it like three people give like 3%? To charities, churches, and charities. Yeah, I know that tithing was, uh, and let's just say, uh, there's a whole discussion about tithing. Right. Let's just say offering mm-hmm. to the church. Um, it's really a very small percentage. It's of very, small. Yeah. very small. Yeah, very small. I, I would just, I would, I believe, and I, I guess I shouldn't speak out of school, and I don't know all the statistics, but I got to believe more people gamble buy lottery tickets than actually give to churches. You think, number one, you're talking about people who are churchgoers, which is a very small right. fraction of our culture now, particularly. Yes. So now look at 100% of the people who are in the society, mm-hmm. what percentage of those people are actually given to charitable causes. Right. And quite frankly, a lot of people give charitable causes because it's a tax break. Yeah. Uh, and that's fine, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're doing it for that reason, at least mm-hmm. the money's getting to the right place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I, I really think probably, I, I, I don't, I think it's negative. Yeah, I agree. I completely, completely agree. You know what I want to do right now, actually? You want to go buy a lottery ticket? No, I want to go buy a zero bar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't last, left that last conversation. I'm not. I, I've been thinking about zeros and, and I've never had a... terrible. People don't like zero bars. And I yeah. think they're great. Yeah. You know, I What's your favorite candy one? bar? We well, did this one time, but yeah, I, I forgot what it was. my favorite is, well, Reese's Cups. Yeah. Reese's Cups. Which are not bars. Yeah. And, and then... I like a Snicker bar, a good old Snicker bar. Snicker bar is yeah. right in the top five for yeah. me. Yeah, uh, Milky Snicker Way, bar. Three Musketeer. There's not hard. I'm like you. Do you put fruit, Three Musketeer in the refrigerator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. My daughter-in-law puts um, uh, M&M's in the microwave for just a moment. Oh, gets yeah. the center yeah, runny. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. son. Yeah, she told me about that. that. Yeah. Now, she's a health nut, uh, but she uh, that's <laughs> like a little that. guilty pleasure there. and Because um, I have to sneak my grandbabies off and give them ice cream and stuff. And, mm-hmm. You know but uh, you know what I really like? Go to the local, let's say Sonic. It's the Sonic. Uh-huh. And get a Butterfinger Blast. Oh. So they put that in the ice cream, yeah. and then they dump it on the top as well. Yes. I'm, I'm, that's my, when I'm. Wanting something sweet, oh. I'm heading to the Sonic. Yeah. And here's the thing. If my wife will make a salad for dinner, right. I head straight to the Sonic because there's not <laughs> enough fat in that salad. <laughs> I got to have my... Now, I just get the mini. Right. The little. Yeah. 600 calories. Okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's not bad. But it is so good. Yeah. Now I want that, too. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a good topic, Yeah, my it is a good topic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not putting anybody down for buying a lottery ticket. That's what you choose to do. You have excess money. You're not taking from the Lord and not taking from your family. You treat it as, you know, entertainment. I'm going to go play golf this afternoon. It's going to cost me 44 bucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I could yeah. stay home, not play golf, save the $44, right. give it to charity, give it to Goodwill, give it mm-hmm. to my church. 
we all make that decision yeah. all the time. And I've, I've, I know that some may say, isn't a stock market, isn't that? I mean, you're putting something to there, chance there's there. There's a certain amount yeah. of gambling in yeah. that. Yes, yeah. there is. And especially uh, this week and last week and the week before. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just pray it continues to go up right yes. now. It's gone up for one consecutive week. It has, And yes. so I'm only down like 7% this year. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling the dice, right? Roll the dice. <laughs> uh, All right, my brother. Until next time. Goodbye.